Etsy is so annoying because I feel like they change something about it every every month so you always kind of have to adjust but I would definitely say uh make sure to post regularly so I got to live mm -hmm. with a post family um and that was like all paid for they gave me breakfast and dinner every every day okay cool so we're here with Miranda from California welcome to the travel banana podcast Hi, thank you for having me. This is like my first time on a podcast and I'm like, I don't know why I'm so nervous, but <laughs> thank you oh. for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming. I uh, appreciate it. So so you found me through um, through my previous guest who came on the podcast, right, Dina? Yeah, I've been following her for a while. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a cool opportunity that she's on. So she's definitely one of my biggest inspirations. Right, yeah. Yeah, her stuff's amazing. She's doing like all kinds of stuff, like Etsy stores, um, YouTube channels, digital nomad life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we unpacked a lot in that last episode, but, um, but yeah. But anyway, can you give us a a little introduction about your life and your yeah. uh, nomadic adventures? Mm -hmm. So. I'm from Oxnard, California, which is just right outside of LA. And I've always wanted to travel. This has always been a goal of mine. But I've also loved art like my entire life. Like you probably can't see, but right behind me is like all of my paintings. And just like growing up, people told me like, oh, you have to be rich to travel or, you know, you have to have a career that can pay to travel. And like art is just never going to cut that. Like it's just not going to pay the bills. But I'm starting to learn that that's not at all true there's a lot of artists out there who are making enough money to go out and travel um and I'm trying to get people to also see that you don't need a lot of money to travel like I'm not rich at all but um I've been going out and trying to find ways to travel okay yeah that's that's really interesting because usually when you think of people who travel and work remote they're usually working in IT or yeah. something like that or marketing. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to do art while you're mm -hmm. traveling. So mm -hmm. that's that's something I don't see too often is mm -hmm. digital nomad artists. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So how how well, do you um how do uh, you make that into your lifestyle when you're traveling? Well, honestly, I don't make a lot of money, but I make just enough money to just keep myself going. So like, for example, I was three months in Japan and mm -hmm. honestly, I had to take on other jobs just to be able to travel. Um, I was working at an English camp, um, but in the meantime, I was also selling on Etsy, which gives me, you mm -hmm. know, I would say it gives me a good amount of income every month. Um, but I've also had this Etsy for, I want to say, several years now. So it's been a lot of like putting time into it to get it to the point where it'll be sustainable and sometimes I don't even have to do anything and I'm still able to make a decent amount of money. Okay, so it's a lot of passive income with that. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. cool. Always passive income. Right, that's the best. Yeah, I, I started a Etsy shop recently and I made uh -huh. like only one post and made one uh -huh. sale for about $3. But it was pretty hey. cool though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could be like a taco or a burrito or somewhere you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so yeah I kind of like I'd like to expand more on it but um you know I have like a canva account 
so I can do designs in Canva. But mm -hmm. uh, what are your what are your tips for getting started with Etsy and like creating a successful store on there? Etsy is so annoying because I feel like they change something about it every every month. So you always kind of have to adjust. But I would definitely say uh, make sure to post regularly. So if you look at a lot of shops, like uh, there's some shops that just like have a niche um, product. And if, and if you go in, they just have the same product, but listed differently. Like uh, earlier today, I was like trying to find um, a, a Christmas gift for my mom. And I looked at this one shop and like all their listings are the same product, but just kind of like marketed differently. Like one is directed towards uh, buying gifts for Mother's Day. Then another one was like Christmas gifts. So definitely just like keep, stay updated with your listings. And if you only have one product, just figure out how you can market it differently to different people uh, to get them to like it, you know, to to appeal to all of them. But it definitely takes a lot of consistency. Mm. Yeah. And what is your niche for Etsy? Or do you have a few different shops? Mm -hmm. uh, so I have a couple different shops. I have my original shop is uh, called Chila Chilita. And I make like a uh, seamless pattern designs, which people use for like, uh fabric or uh I don't know what what else people use it for <laughs> but like fabric stationery uh and it's mostly geared towards like the Latino market um mostly geared towards people who sew their own designs and then I actually find a lot of my patterns on Etsy like I'll type in like uh like Latina headband or something like that for kids and then I'll find like a lot of my art is used there uh so it's definitely yeah, so that's that's basically my niche for that shop. But then I just opened up another shop and I have not been consistent with it at all. But I'm trying to like sell my art because I have like uh, my watercolor journal that I, I keep consistently when I'm traveling. And I posted it and somebody was like, oh, when are you going to sell art prints? So I'm going to try and, and keep that shop up to date. But then I realized if I'm going to be traveling, how am I going to ship physical prints with me but mm. that, that's a problem for later right okay so most of your products now are uh digital mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay mostly Just digital, digital. mostly digital Itzy. yeah okay cool and you've been doing that for you said three years almost uh yes it's been three three years now mm -hmm. years so how has your um income been throughout those three years were there did it fluctuate a lot or has it been just gradually growing? Um, I would say it's kind of, it grew really fast in the beginning and then it kind of just like plateaued. And I think that's because I started off in, I want to say 2021, which was in like people were still at home because of COVID and they're like, I want to start a small business. I want to like um, go on and like, you know, were, uh, start my own like uh, New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions. So people were buying a lot at the end of 2021. Um, mm -hmm. and people just had a lot of time on their hands to be crafting. And and then after that, it kind of just like plateaued throughout 2021 and 2022. Um, and then 2023, I think it's going up again. Um, I think towards the end now, I've been getting a lot more custom orders like I saw at the end of 2021. So it's really hard mm -hmm. to predict. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like that with a lot of online businesses. Yeah. Or, 
things like that. So, okay. So you have the Etsy store and do you have anything else you're working on outside of mm-hmm. Etsy? Uh, I do a couple of other projects. Like, for example, I do like uh, freelance social media for uh, a nonprofit. And then I also do a lot of their artwork for them. Um, they asked me to do like custom illustrations for them and uh, and graphics for them. So that's like my graphic design part of my art business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. So where do you find clients for that? Mm-hmm. Um, mainly just around uh, word of mouth in my community. Uh, I made a lot of friends when I was traveling, like in in Korea. I was part of a teaching program, uh, with other United Statesians, <laughs> and so uh, I got to like, <laughs> uh, kind of like network with them, and they asked me to do things for them, and then, uh, also just at my my old college, I I made a lot of connections there. So that's just how I keep in contact with my 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 opportunities okay that's cool so mostly like in real life connections real life networking not online online doesn't work i don't know how people do it i guess i just don't have a kind of like uh i don't know i some people just are able to make connections online and like shoot an email to somebody and they're like oh yeah let's work together but for some reason it just doesn't work for me like i can't cold email people saying like I have like these illustrations. Let me show you my portfolio. People just don't respond. I don't know why. I guess I'm. Mm. I, 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 that's something I might need to work on in the future. But for now, I'm okay with just word of mouth. Hey, have you tried uh, like Fiverr or Upwork before? Uh, I did try Fiverr, and then I got like very discouraged because it's also another platform you have to like stick with. I feel like you have to be committed to it and. I'm already committed to Etsy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's would you say it's better to stick to one platform or one thing so not to get overwhelmed by doing like 10 different platforms? Mm-hmm. Um I want to say yes and no. I feel like when you're just starting out, it's good to just stick with one platform um and then try and like grow a, a base like a girl following especially because that's a mistake I made in the beginning is I did not make like grow following I was not focused on getting emails building my own website getting my traffic to my own website uh and also like my Instagram and social media so I think that kind of hurt me in a way like I wish I had a like as big as a following as I could have with the last three years um but I think that's a lesson that you know I could take on for the next the next um venture Mm. yeah for Mm. sure do you know what the next venture will be there's so many I don't know it's really hard to choose but I think I'm gonna (laughs) start (laughs) um I think I'm gonna start selling my art prints because I I've always been like a I've always been really passionate about just like my watercolor paintings and I think I'm gonna finally put them out there okay nice nice and then uh yeah maybe we could talk a little bit more about your uh travel experience because you said you went to japan and korea right yeah uh-huh. nice so yeah those I, yeah. i've i've been there as well uh uh-huh. to both really good 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually used to teach English in Japan and Korea. So oh, wait, I've lived, cool, cool. Lived there for with... a while. Yeah. Uh huh. Sorry, no. Was it with Epic or what, what program? Uh, no. It was just through uh, they call them the Hagwon schools. Uh-huh. So I just uh-huh. got a a contract with the Hagwon school in Korea, uh-huh. like an after school oh, cram school. Uh huh. Oh, that's cool. I wish I could have done like just a hug one on, on my own instead. I feel like it's more annoying to go through a program. But Oh, did you yeah. go through the you did the epic program? I went through like a similar program through like um it's called a Fulbright program and Oh they, yeah, I've heard they, of it. Yeah, it's only for like United States people, Americans. Right, yeah. So that's um you can do that in any country, right? They have it in a lot of different countries, the Fulbright. They do. They have it in a lot of different countries. And then, like, they also offer different programs. Like, I know in Japan, they don't have it available for, like, teaching. But you can go there to get, like, your master's degree. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was I was looking into that, actually. So, so right there's like two programs you can do the master's degree and the teaching english yeah with fulbright okay uh huh and then there's actually even more programs too which is like i know they have like the national geographic photo photography storytelling or something and there's like a music oh, yeah. program yeah there's a there's a few more but those are the two main okay so how does it work so you did the english teaching program so how did that work you was it a volunteer position or they pay you Mm, uh so i was in so the korean program is like one of the most um i guess you could say like fleshed out uh programs within the fulbright teaching program so it has a little bit more like security whereas like they secure your housing so you can either be placed in a homestay or in a in a single apartment and I chose homestay so I got to live Mm -hmm. with a host family um and that was like all paid for they gave me breakfast and dinner every every day so um I didn't ever have to necessarily worry about uh meals and they were also very nice like they took me everywhere and like I'm so glad I had to the chance to be with the host family because I had so much good food during that time. Like I ate Korean barbecue, like Sam Gyopsal every single day. So that was, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, on top of that, we got like um a stipend for teaching every, for every month. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot, but it, it was definitely enough to have money on the weekends to go traveling with my friends or have a nice like restaurant meal every, every weekend. So I'm not complaining it's it was nice yeah right yeah that's that's great and then when you finish how long is that that's like a one-year program Mm -hmm. or yeah this one it was like actually 10 11 months I think so yeah pretty much a year okay and then what happens when you complete that do you get does Fulbright give you some kind of certificate or yeah actually I think they just gave me like uh, a png of a stamp 
and that was my certification but <laughs> <Okay>. actually, <laughs> that was my reward for the year but actually they nice. do give you some other benefits like if you really want to go into working with departments of like education or like department of state or whatever they call it you can get like um one year non-competitive eligibility but i didn't use mm-hmm. that because i'm not really interested in working with the government like most of the other full like full writers are so it just depends what your path is if that is something you want to do okay i see so would would you uh would you recommend that program or do you think it's better uh like epic or just find I feel a like school I'm there not allowed to say i feel like i said i signed an nda or this or oh really okay okay skip um, that question then never mind yeah. <laughs> okay uh, so uh how about other other places you've been so you went to japan also right yeah uh-huh so my experience in japan was uh i was with a, an english camp um with one of the top leading um cram schools in japan called toshin and uh mm-hmm. they're like one but they're they're mainly in japan and um we got to teach like 1700 Japanese high school students during that time uh so I was working with them for three months and that was really awesome because I had the opportunity to be stationed in different parts of Japan uh I know for like the first month I was doing like all the admin work which was like setting up uh everything like literally setting up the beds and setting up um the room so it was like working in Tokyo for that time and then I got paid to go to Kyoto and then I got paid to go to Osaka so um I was really lucky to you know get to have the chance to travel around a lot and then every now and then it was like I had to go make a mission to like some of the interns uh in Nara or somewhere else like so I got a free trip to Nara and I got to see the deer it was really awesome and that was you found that while you were in Japan or you applied for that um before when you before you went uh I applied before I went because I had I've been teaching with this program for three years now but it's been like online and then this was the first year that they finally had it in person and then I applied for the admin position because I wanted to be in Japan for a longer period of time um so I got to be there like a month ahead of everyone else um I mean it was definitely a lot of work don't get me wrong Mm. it was like working 24 7 for a lot of people (laughs) okay yeah yeah but it was great right yeah the work culture in japan is pretty intense yeah yeah that's for sure yeah (laughs) so okay cool so you're in japan and you were were you working uh online too at the same time that you were doing the admin work and the Mm -hmm. english camp yeah so I had my Etsy that I was keeping up with. I was doing a lot of custom orders, which is like where most of my revenue comes from is like people ask me to like make certain designs for them. Um, and then I was also doing a little bit of freelancing here and there. And then this is like where I started like committing myself to doing my watercolor paintings. Like I would take a picture of a pretty scene somewhere, like just on the street. And then I would go home and then I would like paint it. Or if I had the time, I would just sit like in a park and like watercolor there. Yeah. Did you manage to uh, make any sales in Japan while you're traveling? Like, 
Uh, not on my watercolor paintings, but definitely on my Etsy for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice. And how many um digital products do you have? Uh, right now I have a collection of four hundred, but this is over the course of three years, and I've definitely gone through periods where I'm like, oh, I have to rebrand my whole store, and then I delete listings, and then I haven't really listed them. So, in reality, I should have probably a couple more hundred. So, but right now I have four hundred listed. Okay, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess. Do you think that's uh a good way to find success on Etsy is just post a lot of products? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The more products you have, the more people will be able to find you, for sure. Mm. Yeah. And do you do the paid advertising with Etsy? I know you can do like paid advertising. No, or... I don't. Actually, it was weird. When I did paid advertising, I found that I didn't do as well those months. I don't know why. When I pay for advertising, it's like they say, like, no, you can't have any sales this month. So I don't <laughs> do advertising. Huh. I do when I don't pay for it. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, okay. And then, yeah, so you went Korea, Japan, uh, anywhere else on your travels that you've been? Yeah, so I've been to, let's see, uh, I've only been to like four other countries, but I, when I was in Korea, I did like a trip to Vietnam and Cambodia with my friends over summer break, and that was really fun. Um, that was definitely an experience too, because me and my friend both got food poisoning the last day on the plane, so. Oh, <laughs> on the airplane? Really <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then not, I also. Not a good place. Um, yeah then i also went to spain that was actually my first place abroad was um being an au pair in spain and then i went to italy as well and how long were you in those countries were those just short trips or spain was a i think maybe two months uh the first time and then i went back to spain a couple years later and that was uh, Spain and Italy and I think that was also about two months maybe three months and then Cambodia and Vietnam was really fast like I had four days in Ho Chi Minh City and then four days in Siem Reap which I think honestly is enough time for those places but I would have liked to see more of like the country but uh, just to okay. get to yeah 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 did you get a chance to go to Da Nang uh, -uh. Uh, that's that's a pretty cool city it's a lot of digital nomads there oh really right yeah 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 it's right by the on the coast there's a really nice uh -uh. beach there so, yeah yeah that's i just came from there a few weeks ago now i'm in thailand so. uh-huh oh that's cool nice yeah. what's been your favorite food so far in thailand oh so many foods <laughs> i'm so it's jealous so good yeah <laughs> yeah the food's amazing but uh -huh. probably pad thai i think that's like mm. my go-to yeah always get pad thai i don't like spicy food so much so uh-huh i know pad thai is pretty safe <laughs> for not mm -hmm. being spicy but uh yeah. yeah the food's so good here it's like mm. 
and like so cheap too so yeah you can just eat out every day i literally daydream about thai food yeah <laughs> yeah well you're in california right now right so there must be yeah some good thai restaurants oh yeah definitely just expensive right yeah probably <laughs> 10 times the price of thailand yeah. maybe more but okay so when you're traveling do you like to do um like the slow traveling more or you like to jump around a lot to different places uh, just for like a short short trip uh, um, when I first started out I feel like I was a really like go 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 kind of person but then I don't know if I just like tired myself out and like I just really burnt myself out and I just never wanted to do that again but I now consider myself more of a slow type of traveler um mm -hmm. especially like during like long trips if I'm going to be somewhere for like three months like when I was in Japan I'm not going to be so much as go 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 uh because it kind of I kind of like made myself I kind of rewired my brain to be more happy with like the present you know like being able to like just live like more like the local life of just like walking to the kombini going and grabbing like an onigiri and then just walking back to my hostel and then that's about it for the day that's like my travel adventures so i try to be more of a like a slow traveler instead of go 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 but if i'm gonna be like somewhere for like a week like cambodia and vietnam that trip it was like definitely no sleep at all okay <laughs> just see everything <laughs> oh. yeah yeah sometimes it's fun to do that but very tiring though mm -hmm. cool and then uh yeah I guess we didn't really cover like what what inspired you to start traveling how did you spark your interest in that mm -hmm. I guess I've always wanted to like travel I know like as a kid, I remember I would go to like the library with my brothers and we'd always be like, my brother would always get books on like either animals or plants. And then my other brother would always be getting like the Marvel books. Um, and then I, I would always go to like the eyewitness books. I don't know if you remember those. And like I had like a book on every different country. And like I just like loved learning about like different cultures. Um, so I think I've just always loved to learn about cultures and travel and I know I've talked to my parents about this before. They're like, I always knew you were going to like end up traveling because you always used to ask me like about different languages. Like, I feel like I've tried to learn about every language in the world at this point. Obviously, I, <laughs> okay. I don't. <laughs> I've, I've, I've yeah, been, like, if you tried. could be fluent in every language, that's impressive. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can you speak other languages? Uh, I speak Spanish and I guess a little bit of Portuguese and then Korean as well. But Korean, not very good. It's like a baby, I would say. So okay, can... that's, that's somewhere at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, so you've had, you've kind of been interested in traveling your whole life, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Since you were a child. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. And when did you, when was your first trip abroad? Mm, I want to say I was 21 in 2019 or no maybe I was 22 in 2019 
Yeah. Okay. So four years ago. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And you um do you have any plans? So now you're in California, right? Do you have any plans to continue with traveling? I do. I actually booked a one way ticket to London a couple maybe like a week ago. So I need to figure out what I'm gonna do. I think I'm only gonna be in London for a week and then I'm gonna go on over to like um Spain because there's a couple of workaways I found that I wanna do in my mean in the meantime. So mm-hmm. we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, work away. That's uh I haven't actually applied for any yet, but I have I mm-hmm. have looked at the website. So mm-hmm. have you done workaways before? Uh not I don't think so. I don't think I've done workaways, but I've done um au pair world, which is similar, mm-hmm. just for au pairs. Okay. I got it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that should be exciting. <laughs> Yeah. You know what what kind of work you'd be doing? Would it be like I know a lot of them are like on farms or um I'm trying to look for something that needs like uh some sort of art project done. Uh I found a couple that are like looking for somebody to paint like a mural. So I'm hoping I can get one of those kind of one of those kind of workaways. Oh uh, yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you could get some art related work away yeah mm-hmm. that would be perfect so ah nice sounds exciting mm-hmm. and then yeah and then you'll be continuing like working on your etsy store at the same time yeah and... uh-huh nice and try to get yeah try to get yeah. my other etsy shop off the ground too but we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah but it sounds like you're you got a pretty uh mm-hmm. pretty stable source of income at least semi-passively mm-hmm. so yeah that's good but all right awesome and then uh was there anything uh any words of advice you'd like to give for aspiring artists or travelers mm-hmm. um I would say definitely just keep creating as you're traveling I think that's like one of the biggest mistakes I mean my first time I was traveling I was like how am I supposed to do this? If I literally just have a backpack with myself, how am I supposed to, you know, create art while I'm just constantly moving? And it wasn't until like I actually uh, came across like this artist gallery in in Madrid, and this artist just like had hundreds and hundreds of just like sketches from like architecture from around the world that he just did while he was traveling. And it was just like simple pen on paper that was it and it was like he made a whole gallery out of it so I think you know art can also be simple it can just be like you know a pen and paper it can just be like a simple you know pocket watercolor book and a a pocket size watercolor set and just like you know keep it with you wherever you go or also photography too sometimes I do that like I have a little 2007 Casio Oxillum and I keep it with me everywhere because it's so small. You can just like take it out wherever. So just always find a way to be creating. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Photography. That's do you. So you do photography as well, right? Yeah, a little bit. I like to try and be a photographer, but I don't think that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you haven't had any uh like paid photography gigs yet? 
Mm, no, that that would be nice though. Yeah, that that's definitely a popular uh popular way for a lot of nomads. Do some travel photography. Okay, awesome. Well, it was very nice uh, talking to you today, Miranda. I'm, Thank you. I feel inspired to uh, put more effort into my Etsy shop now. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to post some more listings. I only have the one for now, but yeah. So awesome. And where can people find you online? Uh Mm, I guess you can find me at my travel blog, which is, uh, uh, if you go on Pinterest, it's at Mira Musette. So M-I-R-A-M-U-S-E-T-T-E. Uh, and that's my TikTok as well. I post a lot, mostly on TikTok and Pinterest. So if you want to see what I'm up to, you can find me there. <laughs>